listening to The Quarantine Season, episode 144, recorded on September 29th, 2020, live from Austin, Texas, with hosts Becky Jo Neal and Kim Stacy. Our musical guest is Veronica Williams. But first, our show is possible thanks to our patrons and sponsors. Join our community to get exclusive access to content, merch, your own spotlight, and more for as little as $1 a month. Your support helps us continue to showcase local artists. Sign up at cimp.live. That's cimp.live. Thank you for supporting local live music. And remember, to give the podcast a five-star rating, every rating helps these artists get discovered by new fans. And now, brought to you by Music First Hand and their live music booking app, here's comedians interviewing musicians. And welcome to episode 144 of Comedians Interviewing Musicians. My name is Becky Joniel, and I am joined here today with the fantastic, talented, beautiful Veronica Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I knocked my own glasses off. I was so excited. Uh, I'm so excited to have you. Thank you again for joining us. If uh, y'all are unfamiliar, Miss Veronica Williams, here is a beautiful uh, opera fusion uh, singer. She's absolutely incredibly talented. Can't wait to get to that. But before that, we'd like to thank our sponsors and patrons. Uh, all of you have been in an integral part of our show, as well as getting us through this quarantine time. Jake Fart, Far Guitar Studios. If you need some lessons, you need uh, guitar lessons. Jake Farr is a peach and he is a known wonderful guitar teacher. Gerald Bailey at Gerald Bailey Cooks. Get your cooking on. We're all cooking at home now. Share tea and waffles the chicken purse. If you need a house, there are people, not me, who can afford houses. Call Share Tea at Share Tea Realtors. She will set you up. Um, Ashley Weber at Ashley Weber Yoga. She, uh, if you need, honestly, at this time, there's nothing better than to just take a couple deep breaths and stretch a little bit. Ashley Weber will help you out. Uh, we also have Debbie Stanley, who is the queen of house concerts. So make sure to check out Debbie Stanley. They do also online streamable house concerts. Check that stuff out. Um, as well as some of our notable musician guests uh, that have also turned into patrons, Jeff Plankenhorn, The Wallens, and Brian Wolf. We always love you so dearly, as well as Andy McIntyre. I can't believe I've been forgetting him for the last two weeks because I'm an ass. Uh, Andy McIntyre and his wife are incredible people. And Earl and Ray, this is just a shout out to our patron fans. I miss you and I love you and I can't wait to see you again. That being said, if you have a good time today, Chris is gonna pin uh, Miss Veronica's Venmo tip PayPal situation so that you can give her all of your money do that and then you can tell all of your friends to give us money once a month it's like a really cute uh deal so thank you all again for joining us um veronica how have you been coping in quarantine what have you been doing to entertain yourself um in quarantine um i, I feel like it like kind of knocked everyone on their asses at the same time so you know like we're all kind of in the same place of trying to figure things out. But during my downtime, I found so much more time. I'm not running from here to there and there anymore. And I, I was, I've been able to um, complete some project, projects and ideas that were in my mind and actually bring them to life. And it's been a really, um, what is it? A time of growth, of self-growth and, uh, 
and creation. So it's, it's, it's been interesting. I'm, I'm finding, I'm turning, you know, poison into medicine in some ways, but we all miss everyone and how it used to be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Have you um, like discovered any new hobbies or talents of yours? Actually, not really, but the newest thing for me, uh, I actually just started working for realtor.com for like, and this is like, it was completely outside of my career. <laughs> and uh, so I wanted to challenge myself and, and try something a little new. And um, so I guess um, going along with like the self growth thing, uh, that's kind of been my new thing that I've been um, nurturing and focusing on is like bettering myself and, and um, challenging myself. I love it. That's I'm proud of you. I've literally like just discovered that I like cheese it's on everything. That's about the only thing I figured out. <laughs> so. I've discovered that I'm addicted to Cheetos. Like it's a problem. <laughs> All day, every day, we'll eat a Cheeto on anything. Maybe that's the next thing I try out on every single food item I shove into my mouth. Just wait, have you seen have you seen the I think it's a TikTok thing, but the jalapeno gutted and stuff with cream cheese and then stuff with Takis. Have you seen this? Um, okay, because earlier today, I kept seeing people react to, they were eating a, a, like, a, like a, a gutted out jalapeno. There's no seeds in it. It's not that hot. Yeah. And then they shove it full of cream cheese. And I'm like, well, completely negated. And then they put Takis in it and people are like sweating and crying on TikTok. And then today I saw Lizzo do it. And she was like, this isn't hot at all. What's the matter? I would eat that. <laughs> I don't know. I I am weird about spice, so I stay away from jalapenos and then like cream cheese. I don't know. I don't know. If I, maybe I try it, but <laughs> there, she's not going to give up. But she'll say yes to anything once. Uh, is there any weird food combination that you swear by? Um. Because I'm from Kansas City and we do cinnamon rolls on our chili and there's beans in it. Like that's... That sounds amazing. And it's good. I'm going to try that next time. <laughs> that um, is the best, I promise. <laughs> like some bites going on with the statement, but I must have grits with cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's like this, should grits have cheese or grits have sugar? And no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like cream of wheat is for sugar. Yes, yes. <laughs> and cinnamon and stuff like that. But Yeah, that's like oats. Also, if anybody saw my face have a stroke while Veronica wasn't saying anything, it's because Chris has figured out, our producer has figured out a way to talk to us that's not live to y'all, but it's live to Veronica and I. So every once in a while, Chris just said, that's disgusting. And I had to like, I don't know where he's coming from. So if that happens again, um, don't call medical help on me. I'm just hearing Chris all the time. <laughs> Dang it, it's just me now? Oh shit, this is even worse. I might actually be dreaming this. Okay, let's hear a song from Miss Veronica Williams, shall we? Bloop, sure. <laughs> all right, take it away, Veronica. Some people um, who are tuning in are probably already familiar with 
this little um, ditty. Uh, it's an excerpt from Carmen um, that I combined R&B chorus with the main vocal line. So. That's what everyone said at home. Yeah. Ooh, Bella Cruz said, love the musical Carmen. And she tagged someone named Carmen. Poor Carmen. <laughs> she tagged on accident. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we are here live with the, I'm just going to, the sensation that is Veronica Williams. This is our first, um, maybe not the first trained opera singer, I'm pretty sure it's first, but definitely the first singer to present opera on our show. So thank you again for bringing this whole new, I love it. Um, I was born and raised a theater kid. And I told you before the show, my dad raised me practically on Pavarotti and show tunes. So like, this is my jam. And I think, thank you so much for your talent. Uh, oh, Cheryl Stack says, you sound good, Veronica. Good is in all caps. That's I'm going to love that comment just for that one. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm going to. Have you ever seen Pavarotti and Friends? Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, see, my, my mom or my dad, I remember showed, I can't remember the last time I saw. Yes, Pavarotti and Friends. Do you have like. What was what was playing in your house all the time as a child that like you still to this day maybe influence or detest? Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> so basically, as soon as my mom found out she was pregnant with me, she would play Kathleen Battle and Jesse Norman like 
through her belly. <laughs> and then uh, once I was born, I was always put to sleep with those two like iconic black opera singers. And that was kind of my, I mean, I had no choice but to fall in love with that. <laughs> so um, yeah, I just, I think of, of those two singers all the time. I mean, I'm actually still, I haven't really spoken much on Jesse Norman's passing. She just passed um, and recently, and it, it was just one of those things like, wow, I, I'm never going to meet her. You know, like I just, I was so sure, you know, it was just from birth. I was just met. I think everyone's mesmerized by Jesse Norman if they are familiar with her. And um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's been hard, but she's a forever inspiration to my studies. Oh, well, that's, yeah, it's an absolute massive loss, but I think, yeah, I think that sensation that you feel like, oh, like, of course, I'm going, we are going to cross paths, that sort of determination. And I don't even know if it's that, like, what, it's the intoxicating nature, uh, nature of opera that drove you, like, drew you to it, but what keeps you practicing the art of opera? Like, what, what continues to inspire you? Honestly, I just love it so much. <laughs> um, and uh, there's so many things that go into being an opera singer. Um, that is what is the coolest part about it. You know, it's, it's not just, you know, practicing your voice, but it's also studying the text, really, really understanding the, the grammar and every single literal translation of these words that you're singing so you can actually communicate um, and know what you're saying when you're singing it. And that in itself takes time. And then there's the acting aspect of it. Uh, which is always so much fun to, to work on. And um, of course, vocal technique. I'm just, I had a crazy experience um, going, moving my transition from undergrad to grad school. I was like super, super um, uh, nurtured at UT. I went to UT for my uh, bachelor's in A. Um, and after that amazing nurturing experience, I got, I decided to go to a conservatory, a music conservatory for my master's. And it was just a completely different vibe. I didn't know conservatory life. Um, and so that in itself was, was a shock. Um, but during that time, I actually lost my father when I was getting my master's, um, going into my second semester up there. And simultaneously, along with other um, circumstances I won't even mention, but <laughs> it was definitely not as much of a nurturing environment uh, from the vocal faculty as it could have been. Um, but during that time, I experienced a vocal decline and mm. I was in vocal therapy, like learning how to speak again. Wow. <laughs> Very interesting. Never experienced anything like that and never imagined that I would. Um, but because of that and coming back to Austin, finding myself healing from all that after, after getting my master's and finding a new teacher, uh, Julie Wood, I said with Julie Wood, she's amazing and knows she's like Gandalf of vocal <laughs> but, um, really, really studying with someone who knows 
the voice and knows how to cater to each singer because it's not the same or not built the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just always a um, a journey. It's always there's always something new. There's always something new to work on. There's always new repertoire to work on, and that's really what makes me keep going because it's just it's like give me more. Ah, uh, damn it, Kim. Okay, before. Kim's obviously not here for the people who are friends of the show. She had an, uh, an, a roommate emergency tonight. So please send good thoughts and vibes to her. Um, Kim bet me. She's like, I bet you before she had to cancel. She was like, I bet you cry first. Yeah, I almost cried. So thank you for that. It, <laughs> your your art is, uh, is super inspiring and obviously so... I mean, it comes from a real place, which I think, which is one of the reasons why we started the show is, or why Chris thought of this entire idea is that comedians and actors, and you have history on stage. So, you know, like there's something very vulnerable, vulnerable about putting yourself out there in character and as you. And I think being a singer songwriter and an opera singer, that's character and your natural God-given ability that's been trained and like that's they're very similar mindsets it's oh you have so many good carmen l johnson says so proud of you veronica my inspiration um bella cruz said mom was intuitive about the opera thing i think that's pretty uh also your mom is a life coach yes oh yeah so that's actually something i was i was definitely gonna plug but um another thing is like my mom is just amazing and I know so, I have so many colleagues who just don't have support from their family. And I've never experienced that. I feel so um, uh, fortunate and privileged in that regard. Um, both my, my parents um, throughout my life nurtured um, and encouraged music. And even my stepdad is like just so, so supportive and he doesn't need to be, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, Mom is a amazing life coach, trainer, like she's she's just got everything. So if anyone needs some guidance or to to, um, get their, get some goals on track or do something productive during this downtime, um, check out my mom's uh, life coaching events and also like one-on-ones. Her website is lifeact3.com. And uh, yeah, I love it. There's even a theatrical aspect in her life coaching. Come on, Act Three. I'm here for it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my uh, last question before we get into two songs, which is still family oriented. Uh, You have this amazing photo. Kim sent it to me. Deet, deet, deet for evidence. This beautiful photo was. And the caption, this is from uh, December 10th of 2019. Yes. Um, and Kim's question is that stunning photo was taken by your aunt. Explain these gorgeous photos. That's hilarious because I, I almost, when I saw that y'all used that photo, I was about to say the story. <laughs> but I'm like, no, this is what it's actually talking about. <laughs> but okay. It's audition season, I go to New York, I have a couple of auditions um, and my aunt, who's amazing, uh, my aunt Linda, lindaturley.com is, is her website by the way. Um, she is a photographer based in 
New York, and she let me stay there. And one morning, she had a studio session scheduled. And it was like five minutes after the session was supposed to start that I hear her get a call, and it's obviously someone canceling on her five minutes yep. after it was supposed to start. And I heard this woman like setting up all morning her entire studio in her little tiny um, uh, uh, apartment, right? <sighs> and so I get up, and I was like half asleep the whole time. I get up and I'm like, did you just get canceled on? There's nothing worse than that, especially like when your time has been <laughs> exhausted yeah. and your energy as well. And she was like, yeah, I know, but she's like so positive. She's just, she's always been a beacon of light for me. She's just like, yeah, but hey, you wanna have a photo shoot? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we just grab a, a whole bunch of she, she just has endless little trinkets and things and we had so much fun and she took that shot in her apartment it's beautiful <laughs> she's clearly super talented and like unmess with a bowl and i love it yeah she it's crazy and then also uh she did she took the uh the other one as well with the fur and oh. it's, it's, it's that was the same day the same day the same shoot yes like we were doing everything and that was actually her throw from her couch. And I was like, hey, while we're at it, let us use this as a <laughs> resources. Reduce, reuse, rethrow. Yes. yes. I love oh man. Okay. The before we get into your second and third song, uh, there's some people for the podcast listeners. This setup you have is one so gorgeous. You've got this like great little sunset lighting coming in through these beautiful windows. And all this amazing, like this gorgeous piano right by the window. Like, where where are you at right now? I am in Leander. <laughs> out in Leander, just past Cedar Park. If you can imagine, there's things out there. But yes, <laughs> Leander. So during this time, I'm again when it comes to the support of parents. Uh, you know, COVID gigs canceled money was gone, especially before I had gotten this, was, was just so lucky to have gotten this job with Realtor.com, which has just changed everything. But prior to that, I was, I've, I've been staying with my parents. And so we're out here in a cute little house in, in Leander and just a little bit about this puppy. I, th- I, I think this has been, this is uh, SX. It's uh, made by Steinway and this, forever going to be in my life <laughs> and passed down. <laughs> um, and then uh, actually, uh, I was born into the uh, nature and Buddhism practice. practice. And so um, this is my mother's beautiful altar um, for wow. her. Yeah, it's, it's <sighs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gorgeous. <laughs> so we're going to hear a couple more songs. Oh, and Carmen says, with two cute doggos. Yes, she knows. She knows. Um, (laughs) But we're going to hear a couple more songs from the incredibly talented Veronica Williams. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're having a good time, tip them. It's a pinned comment. It would be so nice. So do it. So this is the newest of my um, opera and R&B vocal fusion. 
project that I've been experimenting with during this downtime. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of the the essence of me. This whole idea of just fusing everything that's in my brain into one thing. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, also, I love how one of the posts on Instagram was like, "We'll be singing Handle in no time." How did you know I was going to sing Handle tonight? <laughs> Thank you. 
must be a better way to get my mind in a healthy state. Good God, you know, just whenever we all don't need to just be crying over some beautiful music this set this evening, whenever it's fine. Uh, we are obviously joined by the insanely talented Veronica Williams. If you are having an awesome time like I am, please tip them in the comments. It is a pinned comment. Get on it. Uh, thank you again so much for being a part of the show. I cannot tell you how much the invitation. I'm like, yeah. Um so excited. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm glad you're having fun because now I have to ask Kim's questions. I hope she's watching. <laughs> okay. She's got, she's always the queen of the creep. She really truly is. Um, she's yeah. She's like the Nancy drew on Instagram. Um, Okay, she said, the first question is, and this is one of the ones I, I said pre-interview, Kim and I inevitably always end up with at least two of the same questions. And tonight we had four, which is just terrifying. Um, she asks, your mashups are gorgeous. Double down on that statement, absolutely. Uh, the one of Say So, the Doja Cat cover, holy shit, is so good. Um, she just said, yes, with a bunch of E's and A's. What other mashups might we be looking forward to and if you could sing a mashup with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, okay, coming through with the question. Dang. Mm -hmm. Kim's creepy and very good at her job. Absolutely. So uh, tonight I revealed the next little fusion thing that I'm doing. But in regards to mashups, honestly, I've, I've kind of been kind of been lost there. I don't know if I want to do like 
a genre, like a, a mashup of like R&B hits from this decade or like a mashup of like theme songs that we all know or another mashup of just one artist, you know? So I'm always open to ideas, um, but uh, yeah, I, in regards to mashups, it'll it'll probably just, <laughs> it'll probably just happen when I get hit with something, maybe Brandy, honestly. Brandy, <laughs> pinnacle vocals, like I've been listening to her since middle school, like full moon. I listened to that every day, like on the way to school, like I was like in a meeting, yes. out the window and on the bus. See, I was a lot less cool. It was Shania Twain's Up. That was me. I was like in my mom's van, like, up, up, up. It was not as cute. It, I mean, <laughs> that's awesome. Bless Shania. Maybe a Shania Brandy mashup. We'll do it together. Oh I feel like that would literally explode the internet. <laughs> that would be, I, I don't know, because Orville Peck just worked with Shania. Not that that's like a genre crossover, but I was like, oh, Shania is now officially owning her gay icon ness. That is what she is doing. <laughs> <laughs> True. Okay. She also wants to know, please explain these until tomorrow picks. Is at bro ham drummer still in trouble? Oh yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was like until tomorrow. Yeah, there was this random thing that was going. I think Sydney Scott even like <laughs> she had like a hilarious post. Um it was started by like Bob Placco. I don't know if you've heard him, but uh, the Nether Hour, um, they are an amazing band and probably would be a lot of fun to interview me. But, uh, but yeah, um, uh, it was started by Bob Flacco and he like, tags. <laughs> he tagged all these people in it and I ended up seeing the tag. <laughs> and oh, no. that's really it. I was just kind of like an inside musician thing. Just stuck in the hashtag. It Knocked it. Oh, this is one. This is one of the ones I, I loved that I wrote down too. Because there are so many famous opera houses and places to sing. Uh, Kim wants to know where is somewhere you would love to travel to and do an opera, and what is a dream opera? Or uh, my hers was role. And then my question was dream opera house. Do you have a dream opera role, a dream house, and like a the ideal place to be cast in an opera? Yeah. So I think every American singer is going to say the Met immediately. <laughs> um, and, you know, up until recently, that has been like my the pinnacle for me. But then there's Europe. <laughs> and so... A dream um, would either be uh, the Opera House in Covent, Covent Garden, um, the Royal Opera House, or um, La Scala in Italy. Wow, that those yeah, that would be amazing. But if I if I could have my way, like a dream would be singing in like predominantly um, uh, like diverse cast at the Met because that just has not ever happened unless if it's Porgy and Bess, which is an amazing work. Don't get me wrong, but there It are, can't be the only one. It no, can't. it can't be. And also like there's 
Black composers who've written operas too, and Corby and Bess was written by an ally, which is like, I, I mean, it is brilliant. It is a brilliant work. But um, it just it shocks me that people like William Grant still like aren't being performed at the Met. <laughs> um, he was a pioneer um, in composition um, as a Black man. And I don't know, it would just be cool to have like an all Black cast of Carmen. No shit. Now, like that would be so interesting or just just like even what um uh la boheme or something like something that's super popular or like uh the marriage of figaro or something like what if that was like an all like hispanic cast or something you know what i mean like i just want to yeah. something new happening <laughs> because there are so many so many talented people that are being overlooked and recently there was an article that came out showing the stats of black singers at the Met and it really opens my eyes like um, I think it was Black History Month when they this year when they did uh, black opera singers at the Met exhibit and people like took those singers the top singers and compared them to their counterparts and the amounts of times that they were utilized were like a fraction in compared to their counterparts. And it's like, so given the greats that everyone was like, oh yeah, they, were, they had it, they made it to the Met. Yeah, they made it to the Met, but it was like, they right. were singing, which is insane to me. It's like people who call Viola Davis the black Meryl Streep. Bitch, she's Viola Davis. <laughs> Exactly that. Exactly that. <laughs> why why bring up the white counterpart if you're not automatically assuming that the white counterpart is going to get the role like that? It should be called out and it should absolutely be because I think it's what's in, so interesting about opera, too, is like especially when there's like far more uh, white representation in opera is like all of these operas, like whether they were written by white people or whatever, like I think it's hysterical how quickly white people will be like opera is an art but someone speaking spanish next to me is not okay like <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> y'all get your shit together it's and not that's a good thing i feel like um uh the the opera scene could could change drastically in the best way you know because so many people think i have to dress a certain way and act a certain way to be able to be in this space Mm -hmm. people and watch this show but like I, when I'm at the opera like I will I'll be whoop, like screaming at the top of my lungs moving bobbing my head and all that stuff and I make it make an effort to really really let loose because that feeling there's nothing cool about that feeling of like feel like no. if I like breathe someone next to me is going to hear me and they're going to be mad and turn around and shush me you know no. <laughs> and you know what I will say my mother <laughs> This is going, it's, it's, I swear this metaphor comes back. My mother has, has been in lifelong in politics and in law, and she's never surprised when a politician has some creepy old man politician has a, a sex scandal that's just like ridiculous. And there's that I think he was a judge or something that just got in trouble for uh, being a creep to a bunch of young boys. Uh, 
she always says, why does it always have to do with sex with those people? And I often think the stuffy old white people at operas are the same thing. They just want to sit and suffer. They don't want to celebrate. They don't want to have a good time. They want to look like they're having the worst time of their life and then yeah. get up and be like, I paid $300 for that and I feel meh about it. Right. And it's, it's yeah, it's, it's very, very interesting. Um, but the thing that I love about Austin is there's these little tiny um, opera, uh, opera companies that have popped up that have just completely changed the uh, idea of opera by having unconventional spaces <laughs> like one ounce opera and local, op local opera, local artists, Lola, which is run by Liz Cass. And um, these, these little companies, like, I don't think that a lot of young opera singers in other cities, for example, have access to things like that. Mm -hmm. With that performance experience in an unconventional space that's like free and still learn good repertoire and get good training and experience. Um, right. so, if know, it's not there, how you know, is someone to see it? <laughs> yeah. That is the Catholic law of ignorance, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the argumentation of the catechism. No. <laughs> uh, Kim also had, this is a, well, first, um, Maurice Young says you should make a track with Ice J.J. Fish. Oh my gosh, I hate you, Mo. <laughs> That's my cousin, by the way. He just came back from um, deployment in Kuwait. Um, Thank you for your service, Maurice. I know he started off in um, Dubai. Ooh. And then he ended up somewhere else. I believe it was Kuwait, but I'm not sure. But yeah, he's been gone for 10 months and I'm so happy he's home and safe and all good with his boo, my best friend, Courtney, you know. But um, do you know who Ice J.J. Fish is? No. <laughs> I'll, send, I'll, send it, I'll, send, I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a mess. <laughs> fair, fair. So that duet is not coming anytime soon. No, fair. Fair and that, you know what? Ice J.J. Fish sounds like um, a screen yeah. name I should have given myself as opposed to the weird emo one I did give. He claims to have like, I don't know, was it like a thousand voices? <laughs> like he can impersonate a thousand people? Huh? Like he can impersonate a thousand people or? <laughs> it's kind of up to speculation. I honestly don't know what's going on up there. <laughs> but he'll just be like, and here's another one. And then here's another one. Oh, it's so interesting. And he'll like add loops to himself. Like kind of like what I do, only just like. Insane. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and maybe, maybe, let's just pray. It's like one of those Miranda Sings things and like who. Like, I think all of us are hoping that, but we, like, I know it's kind of like a mystery to me and my cousin Maurice. It's like, is, is this real? <laughs> like, your cousin is like, I have to serve my country. Can someone explain to me what's happening right now? Yes. Hmm. Let's get this cleared up. <laughs> right. Ooh, 
Amy Brooks Davis is watching from Alaska and we love you, sis. That's my sister. Hi. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> you really do have like a badass family support system. That is super. Absolutely. Um, the, as we're talking about things that make you feel good. Uh, <laughs> Kim's question is, so you have a wrist piercing? I mean, damn, hot. Do you plan on getting more piercings or tattoos? Does this conflict with the opera world at all? Cause you like a hot rocker opera goddess. That was her direct question. Questions. Okay, so <laughs> um, with the wrist piercing, it's gone. Um, I will never forget this. It was actually my favorite piercing. And um, <laughs> I was in the shower and one of the gems fell off, right? So I found the gem in the shower before it went down the drain and I'm focused on like holding it with my toes so it doesn't go down the drain and I'm turning off the, the water but I'm still like covered in soap. And so like I, I did something with my squeegee and it wrapped around the other gem and just pulled it out. Um, so you had the, the like U-shape bar? Yeah, it was like, it was a little wreck, like half of a It pops up on, it's called, a Right, it's the industrial. Industrial. Yeah. So I have a chest. I have a chest uh, dermal. You can't see it in this weird lighting. That's what I went in to get, and they were like, "Oh, that rejection rate's so high there. Your boobs move a lot. It'll just shove itself out." And so he's like, "We're just gonna do a microdermal punch." And then he did this. I get that shit stuck on my loofah all the time. It's miserable. (laughs) And I was so careful because it was the same thing. It was like, it's going to reject. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of it like extra, extra. And it lasted for months. I think it was like month five or six. And I was so proud of it because it was healthy. It wasn't rejecting. It was just, it wasn't rising or anything. But alas. It's one of those things. What did it, did it affect? Did people... Like what you were saying earlier, like you have to dress and like look a certain way. Did you feel obligated to like cover it up or did you feel like this is who I am? I'm talented. Let that speak for yourself. For sure. This is who I am. Um, I, uh, cause I've had, I've always had facial piercings too prior to getting that. Um, and yeah, like with my, um, uh, septum piercing, I'll pop it up whenever I'm performing on stage just because it's like, it, it looks, it'll probably look like glitters, like shining. <laughs> yep, I know that. I usually pop that up. Um, and then my Monroe, it just blends in enough to where it doesn't even really show from, from the audience. Um, but I'll never forget when I got this uh, tattoo of the bust of Never Tea. And this was for me solely. It was just like a reminder to myself that I'm a queen. That was like the point, you know, at that point in my life. And um, and so I got it and I was so scared. Like I was petrified that this was the end of my career. I went back and forth like <laughs> every day, like what have I done? And then I'm like, oh, but there's makeup. And so I would cover, cover this for my auditions at the time when I first got it. Um, but then after a while, I'm like, why am I doing this? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, I am, I, I am what I am, and there is makeup. So mm-hmm. the point, um, that was like a change in my mind. Like, 
instead of worrying um, if, if this is gonna deny me opportunities, how about I get to a point where I'm undeniable? And it's like, it's there's no more like, oh, she's got a tattoo, I don't know about that, but oh, that's fine, like, we can just cover that up with makeup. Damn, I'm gonna cry again, Jesus. That No, it's true, people, People hold so much uh, weight and authority on their own perceptions, which I find yeah. to be so interesting in the world of art. How could you possibly tell from someone's presented like appearance what they could potentially be in a costume or with makeup? There's no way. Exactly. That's like, it's the whole point. <laughs> exactly. It's the whole point. How you want me to act? I'm a professional chameleon. You would think that I would be able to handle this. Nope. People, they're going to learn today. That's the damn. And truth. also like a side note, um, you know, fast forward to the past few years, I was the um, first singer in residence of the San Antonio Symphony. And I got, got that opportunity with this out. I got I sing every single concert with this out. Wow. So, yeah, I, I just I feel like it would be it would be so cool if if the opera world would just you know there there's so many people who are on the same level as me. By the way, you know it's changing. You know, like there's there's people talking and and um, whatever. But it would just be cool if like opera could be compared to even Broadway, you know? Right. Broadway is the same thing, but people don't think, like in regards to going to a theater, sitting down, paying a lot of money to see a show, it's the same thing, but for some reason, going to Hamilton is gonna be different than going to Carmen, but it shouldn't. Right. <laughs> just- and like, newsflash, no Broadway singers and dancers, like, like that's they're living in the same rate like they also cannot get tattoos and piercings they're 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 almost held like there's it's so weird even in the training and audition process both arts take just as long to build a resume just as hard of a hustle there's equally fewer opportunities for everybody every year it's like shit Get it right. If we could all just accept shitty tattoos like we do in the comedian world, we would be fine. If I had a dime for every comedian I know with some shitty tattoos, including myself, I wouldn't need to be in comedy anymore. <laughs> we just want to, we're going to do one more song before we cut the live feed, but I just want to double down and thank our sponsors and patrons again. Um, without you, this whole entire thing could not be possible. If you want to tell your friends about this cool show that you've subscribed to, please do our Patreon link is cimp.live. You can find a multitude of weird bonus content, which we're about to film. Uh, You can see the bonus interview after this. If you're having a good time, just toss a few bones at us uh, once a month and you can see all that shit. Uh, And when we come back to live shows, if and when, praise be, um, I was trying to find a totem to pray to and all I can find is one of my dad's golf uh, trophies so maybe that'll work please uh, let us go back to the live show soon so we can hug and kiss everybody and see y'all in person and maybe we'll get to see Miss Veronica again and oh. oh oh I was like oh I thought that was Chris for a second I'm like every time I hear uh, if you had an amazing time like the rest of us did please 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 tip Veronica it is a pinned comment in the comments you know where to go uh, I know some a couple of people commented saying that they had already tipped so thank you. And if you had a lovely time, just consider supporting 
music firsthand. Um, again, Veronica, thank you so much for being on the show. It means a lot. Thank you. And we're going to hear one more song. And then we're going to come back and say goodbye. And in that time, you can subscribe to our Patreon so you can see the bonus 10 minutes we're going to film after this. <laughs> so please enjoy one more song by the insanely talented Veronica Williams. All right, y'all. So I'm going to utilize this beautiful piano behind me, finally. I wrote this song when my dad passed. And I feel like this um, is a good time to reveal this to an audience bigger than, um, you know, just several people. <laughs> um, but this is that song. And uh, I feel like a lot of people can relate to this uh, memorial song right now um, with all the loss that's happening in this, in this country right now. Another chance to be with Another chance to speak with Another chance to grow with You Another chance to be
have mercy uh that was veronica williams the incredibly talented veronica williams thank you all so much for being here tonight okay head over to cimp.live and get your bonus videos photos merch and more and remember give the podcast a five-star rating every rating helps these artists get discovered by new fans Find all the full videos and past podcasts at musicfirsthand.live. Thanks for listening. See you next time.